CNC replay. Oh, my mic is hot. Uh, I am hot, Mike. I am Chris. We're a show tune <laughs> podcast now. Coach Corey is. Jeez. The quarters him. Hot Mike, holding it. I'm or Noel. I'm I'm double C. I'm Coach Corey today. He's got the full quarter zip and the flat bill and everything. Listen, okay. Looking hold, like a 45-year-old man. Hold the phone. Never. These I'm not qu- wrong. These quarter zips are are so comfy. It's like it's kind of like this is what I'm going to have to do once wearing jerseys goes out of style for me. I'm going to have to get a bunch so of So when these you're 80. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a bunch of these quarter zips and and coachy. rock these. I used to have a small collection, but I, I didn't like coachy. them because they were long sleeve and not short sleeve. Because short sleeve is where it's at. Because then you can get a nice little like baseball tee and it pops out like that, and then boom, you're looking real. You're looking real hot. If I was a four year old, four year old mom coachy. in a minivan, I saw you, Corey. All the I don't know, I all the forty year old wives who drive their kids in minivans. I do hit them. If I said I would, I absolutely multiple that occasions. Last Wings game actually, yeah, I, I saw you there. It was. that was a pleasant experience. In public, Chris, you would hit on him in regular life. He would at Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was having a great time. I did grab Chris's butt. Yeah, we have a a photo of them having a very nice hug, and this woman behind them giving them like full on side eye. She looked like she was having a great time watching. We're not. We're not actually sponsored by Dodge Pretzels. (laughs) Please don't eat on them. Figure it out. Oh, we can't. We 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 can't do that, Chris. Because we could be though. Oh, Ramadan, for sure not. We could be though, honestly. <laughs> um, guys, Corey, my favorite day it of was the opening year day. <laughs> you got to attend. I got to attend. I did the math. <laughs> yep. Why do you get stuff done? <laughs> Ramadan is a couple weeks, though. It's not just a day. Chris, I'm so glad that you're on because <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Noel and I like. I love Noel. We and we get stuff done when we're on, but we but we get she, stuff done. Period. <laughs> she, she, we can't do jokes like that. Like her and I, you and I no. can. No. And then Noel can facilitate and bring us back together. But, but oh my gosh. If you look at it from a certain point of view, I guess you could comp- I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Please don't. <laughs> um, opening day, and I did the math. It was usually, usually I've only been to opening day outside of working for the Tigers with my dad. So that's pretty cool. I like that. The last opening day we went to was in 2011. Wow, I we think. were in eighth ah, grade. At least that's the one I have... Uh, photos of yes or or like marked in like the ballpark app 
It could be. It could be. Maybe. I would think maybe 2014, but okay. for sure, 2011 was the last time we went. And I was like, a long time ago. That is a long time years ago. ago. That is 11 years ago. So me and my dad got to go, which was super fun um, because, A, I live in another state now. And, you know, going to baseball games and going to sports games in general was just reserved for my dad and I. And then once I got older and got a car and realized that, oh, friends can go to these games and I want to go to them a lot more than like a couple times a year, uh, mm-hmm. then, you know started going with them but no it's like really cool when i get to go to like a game certain days are still special i'm sure that you'll still keep doing that right i hope we do um because that was a lot of fun um but before we get into like the actual sports side of it um opening day is just as crazy in detroit as it ever was in a post-covid world or whatever you want to say um and the one thing I will say like the stadium at times didn't look full, although it was pretty full. There were so many people in the concourse, like an uncomfortable amount of, not because of like, you're too close to people, but it's like, why aren't you in your seats? I was going to say, just like hanging out, waiting for food or just like standing, loitering, getting beers, getting food, standing around. I waited. It was the fourth inning. I waited probably like 30 minutes for hot chocolate because it was a little chilly and I wanted some hot chocolate. Um, And it was the upper level. So it was, it was uncomfortably packed, like just uncomfortably packed in the concourse. And it's like, well, well, why, why aren't, why you paid, you paid at least $80 for your seat. Why aren't you in it? Why is your why is your butt not in the seat? Because they want to add another fifty seven to their food bill. If you were just gonna go downtown to Detroit to drink and not watch the game, go to a bar. <laughs> like, yeah, it just oh, doesn't yeah. make. I mean, like, hey, like the Tigers are appreciative of it, but like for you, like that's just not smart. It's like, oh, is that opening day? Oh, what was the score? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, do you even know what happened? Like, it was the craziest thing. Oh, really? That's so cool. It's like, you were at the game, idiot. Freaking maroon. Maroons, plural. I had to pluralize that. Um, but other than that, outside of the game, uh, a lot of fun towards the end. That might have been one of the more boring baseball games I've sat through because there was a couple runs early, uh, and then the Tigers didn't do anything until, like, the 8th and ninth inning. But the 8th yeah, and 9th inning. Yeah, I had it inning, on while I was at work at a local coffee shop and just had it on my work computer. And then I had to go meet a friend and I was like, well, I guess nothing's going to happen. And then I started driving and then all the notifications rang in as I was driving away. And I was like, cool, great. Awesome. Yeah. hundred percent. The, the coolest part about, well, I mean, everyone who's seen it or have heard of it now, um, Eduardo Rodriguez did not look good. He could not locate, but also didn't get any help from, home plate on fire whatsoever um but only made it i think four innings if that maybe i don't know uh bullpen outside of gregory soto for that one game did phenomenal hutchinson started off pretty rocky but then was able to get out of a jam and keep it there was Mm -hmm. from the time that 
Rodriguez exited the game to the home run in the in the what was it the top of the ninth right yes yeah or maybe there was another one it was either one or zero runs given up this is a couple days ago and a couple games ago so i have to process all this game information but the bullpen only gave up at most one run when has that ever happened ever for the detroit tigers almost never never almost never almost never um, so that was sweet. And the two biggest components and players of the game for the Tigers were the recently acquired Javier Baez and Austin yeah. Mose. One could one could make the argument if those two players are not on the team, they do not win that game. And they mm-hmm. do not win their second win of the year on today. If it not for Austin Meadows and Javier Baez. Javier Baez, yep. People can make those arguments. And then Javier Baez made maybe one of the most ridiculous plays I've ever seen live. Like, deep into the hole at shortstop. Diving, gets back up, one, just, I can't even describe it other than, than that. Um, Candidate, yeah. um, So... It, it The opening day game, once the Tigers came out with a victory, it felt different. Energy was there. It was... I remember a couple times last year, the park was pretty full in the summer. And I think they had a couple of sellouts, too. But that was like they were, like, marketing hard to, like, hey, we're going to pack the... We're going to pack Comerica Park hmm. these couple of days. So, like, outside of, like, extra marketing, it's probably the most full I've ever seen Comerica Park in, like, the past six years, which was awesome, awesome to see. But it really felt like this this team was better and, like, like had turned the page. Like, the rebuild, I heard saw a lot of people saying the rebuild's over, we're competing, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough, it's, we're, you know, we're not going to give up anymore. Um, and in the words of A.J. Hinch, if you don't want to join us, then we'll beat you, sort of a thing. And that's what opening day was. Now, the next two games after that, not so much. Um, and then today we were able to beat a AL East contender in the Boston Red good. Sox. Uh, and Matt Manning had a, probably one of the best games started in his young career, which is encouraging to see a couple of thoughts outside of walks. Um, Robbie Grossman, yeah. Robbie Grossman isn't looking too great. Condelario is Hit and miss. He had a couple of really hard hit balls, but he's struggled a little bit um, since then. And Akil Badu has struggled out of the gate as well, which I was really, really concerned about. And I don't want him to struggle because mm-hmm. he's such an electric player. Like, a, not a homegrown electric player, but like, like burst onto the scene with the Tigers. You can't help but root that. for him. You can't help but root for the guy. And he's just yeah. he's just fun to watch when he's playing well. And you want to root for the guy because he was yeah. essentially given up on by his former team. And, you know, he had his success here. Um, but those guys have to play better or at least produce more offensively. Torkelson, hate to say, has looked overmatched. Very much so. And that he got a day off today. He had a pinch hit opportunity. He struck out in there, but he's he's had he's had a good eye. Um, he's I think he's seen the on average the eighth most pitches 
out of any player in the majors, um, which is good. Shows that he's patient. He's not, you know, pressing in the fact that, you know, he's swinging at everything like a young player might usually do. Um, and you can take this, this is a final thought, I guess. You can take this as you will. Um, the Tigers are 500 after four games. Um, the Tigers are 400 after four games with three of the worst starts from their starting pitchers. Their top three starters had probably the worst starts in recent memory. Eduardo Rodriguez, we don't know. He made his debut. He didn't get a whole lot of help. Um, but Casey Mize didn't look great. He didn't look sharp. And Scooball just, like, you had so much excitement for him out of the spring. And then this first start out of spring, he just was just getting pounded. Mm-hmm. So, but the fact that you're 500 while having three pretty miserable starts is encouraging. But also, I think my bottom line prediction for this team, this team will go as far as their starting rotation will take them. Absolutely. And if they continue to have performances from those top three starters like that, this 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 may not be as much fun of a season as we had hoped for. But maybe their offense will keep them in the games. I'm... Pitch track. I have so much that I could talk about, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to completely bury you guys. Um, have we talked about um, the new pitch calling? Uh, what are they called? The com system yes. thingies. Yes, pitch com. Uh, the Thank tigers, you, pitch com. The tigers they do tested not have those. that yet. Right. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know when we are going to get those. I think. Some teams are on the fence, like they've they've used them, they've tested them in spring training, but they haven't fully enacted them yet. The Tigers are one of those teams that haven't enacted them. I don't know if they they've... haven't, and I think it was because Barnhart didn't like it. Like I feel like he, te- I feel like I read somewhere that he had tested it and wasn't a huge fan. Like the technology wasn't working, or he just didn't like it, and so that's why they weren't initially a part of like the first wave. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if you guys had thoughts on that as a system, you know, prevents pitch uh, sign stealing, that sort of stuff. I don't yeah. know if you had thoughts. I, I, I mean, I don't mind it. I think it'll be somewhat difficult uh, for players and, and pitchers to get used to. I think from what I've read, it's like, yeah. it's almost like a, a, it's a buzzer in the shoe. Yeah. It's not a visual thing, but is it a sound thing yeah, like, like that's go, connected to their hat that tells them? Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure. It looked like a little I would I would not do it that. It is. Mm-mm. I hate that. No. That's wild. Really? Like a Morse code situation. Except not actually Morse code. Wow. I have a solution. I don't like that. I as a pitcher I would hate Take that. Take away the Astros World Series ring and show that no. they mean business. Yeah. That's what you could do. And honestly, I'm you kinda surprised that. that MLB would and then do people wouldn't that. steal sides. Nah, actually, no, I'm not that surprised. Just an idea. I, here's the thing. Well probably should. What's your solution? Oh my gosh. <sighs> Well, here's the thing: they would have to do something. They'd have to do something with the Yankees too, because woof, 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 woofsies. Um, here's the thing: the 
stealing signs was legal. Oh. Okay, yes, Noel. Hi, sorry, just to butt in. It's not, it doesn't look like it's in the foot. It's in the hat. Okay. Yeah, with a touch or, of the button on the catcher's wrist, a pitch call is sent to receivers that are tucked inside the hat of the pitcher and middle ooh, infielders. I still would hate that. Yeah. Uh, headset in the helmet, and it verbally tells us which pitch is coming. Verbally. That, so it's not a buzz. Uh, I don't like that. I just feel like I wouldn't like that in my hat. So what would your solution be? I don't know. Maybe... <sighs> Uh, honestly, maybe <sighs> an ankle monitor. I don't know. Well, that still messes with your feet. As a pitcher, your your stance is a huge part of it, right? So, like, yeah. you wouldn't want to mess with anything that was really below the neck. Maybe on like maybe it's a vibration on the bill of the hat, but then like you could get like I, I like in what the happens hat. if the hat falls off or like that I don't know. too. I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a wild concept. I I'm glad that I guess. Teams are being, like, uh, proactive in technological advancements. But still, like, I feel like as a pitcher, you wouldn't want to add anything extra into your, you know, into your your uniform. And especially since pitchers are such, like, creatures of habit, Mm -hmm. that would at least take a little bit to get used to. So, I don't really know. And the thing is, like, stealing signs is legal. As long as it's within the confine, like if if a guy on the opposing mm-hmm. team hits a double, he's on second base, and he somehow figures out your signs, that's on you because your signs are really crappy. And then you figure out and change your signs and do all that stuff. That's within the confines of the game. The whole thing with the Astros is they used technology outside the game to then get an advantage, which is which is bad. But I guess mm-hmm. any rule has a has a fine line that you have to deal with. Um, so I. I feel like if the Tigers are as committed to analytics as they are, we'll eventually see this. Um, But also, like, Tucker Barnhart before this was a gold glove winning and a gold glove winning catcher and a very good defensive catcher. If he doesn't want it, then fine. (laughs) I think we'll be okay. I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, I have another thought, too. And Javier Baez has been great. Mentioned him in Meadows and Meadows has just been awesome. Um, the, the fact that every day that passes is just, it makes less sense why the Rays would want to trade this guy, especially a dude with three years of control. Um, I think I put in a little blurb from last week. Um, and like at the 11th hour, the Tigers get this guy for opening day and it's, he's been great. He's been worth every single cent and we're four games in Javier Baez is exciting and chris has talked about this as well when i was off the pod um he is going to be the most frustrating player on the detroit tigers this year Mm -hmm. and like he's gonna he's gonna be responsible for a lot of wins on this team at the game yes but he is gonna kill so many rallies he literally or he's gonna he's gonna make that boneheaded play he's he is that closer is than he just going to cost us a game. I, completely I, it, the he's going to be first, an enigma. To the point where Torkelson has to jump off the and I love and bias. Safe at first on a routine ground ball. Drove me nuts. But you see on opening day, he can slide stop, 360 pirouette, laser to first base, no issue. Oh, excuse me. Sponsored by Lightning, sponsored by Lightning Kugel. Anyways... 
Leidekugels. <lacht> um. Like a true American. Um, but, um, <lacht> yeah, it's... <lacht> I, I have to admit, the opening day game was a lot of Lining kugels. <laughs> Chris just, like, innings. chugged a beer and, and ate 40 handfuls of pretzels, so. It's not pretty. But I'm with you on that. <laughs> I think that with the, when it comes to the Tigers that you're absolutely right about Javier Baez. Um, we will have it. We kind of have a scrappy team, which is odd. Like, when we're on, we're on. But when we're off, holy cow, we are, like... We had low expectations, but holy cow, like, it's pretty bad. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad with what we did, and I think with one or two things, like, I think having the right people starting is, is again, what's most important. you got to put the best nine guys out there, and if we can't do that, then, I mean, we're kind of toast. Yeah. But I think if Badu catches wind and we get Riley Green back at some reasonable point in time, I think, I'm not sure if he's this season. I forget how long out he is. Um but at some point, yeah, if we can get him back and, and Torkelson gets used to it. I don't think he's recorded his first hit yet, if I'm not mistaken, um, which we that's not great. So we, uh, if we get him moving, things start aligning, then, I mean, hey, right now we're a 500 team, and we just beat the Red Sox. So it's, it's, uh, it is what it is at this point. No, so we'll he see. is not. We will see. Mm-hmm. What's our what's our prediction for the rest of this series against the Red Sox? We have Tyler Alexander going tomorrow. I think tomorrow, we're going to be two out of three as well. Uh, and then and I think Eduardo we'll Rodriguez will still be a 500 uh, again game, on the, the the third game of the series. So <laughs> 500 right now. Water do we <laughs> win one more game <laughs> against the Sox play. at home, or do we so drop our cats are really two? I think it'll be two out of three. Okay. Does it just stay running? Uh Holy cow. Okay, I'll have to pull out the post a pod picture of this cat water fountain at some point. I know it has nothing to do with sports, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Both socks, um, white and red. I think, I think the Tigers will. Oh. Uh, win this series as well. I really that hope would, they do um, because Sox. that would be a little disheartening to have a losing record against the uh, Sox of baseball yes. at home, um, which would be very <laughs> right. The Sox of baseball. Um, no, very no, that's the S and Sox stands for sucks. <clears throat> ha 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 ha. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out Eric Haas. And if if none of these guys in the out or if yeah. I guess it's Badu and Grossman kind of heat up, Haas is going to play his way into this lineup somehow. Um, and that home run that he hit on opening day was awesome <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was so cool that was a that was a no doubter and he's just i i i'm so happy for the guy and that's the season to know if a player has arrived as if he can do that in consecutive years 
And he essentially picked up right where he left off. He had a lot of clutch hits last year, and he had probably the most clutch hit, you know, of the game. Well, of the season right now to this point, yes. <laughs> of the, the four games that we've finished. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm encouraged. I'm I'm... I wish they would have won one more game against the White Sox, but hey, That's first four games in, 500 after three horrible starts from your starting, your top three starting bowl, pitchers. But all the way in the back, cool. so I can not get in the same. Let's take it. Let's win some more games. It. I might have to go. Let's see win some more games. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'm pale. Chris, let's win some more games. I am pale. Let's this win some more games. Good. I walked it. into work today and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah, not a good time." Pistons, right? Y'all can't see it, but Chris is actually very burnt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not great, Bob. No. Pistons. Guys, it's over. It's over. Season is finished. It's over. No more suffering. No more pain. None of it. None of it anymore. Um, Our last three games were losses. Yeah, but that doesn't, that that it doesn't, it doesn't, but we'd like to play spoiler, right? Like that's, that's always fun. And so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, and I know that it's hard on the players. Like that was one of the points that Cade made in his like air quote exit interview for the season. It was like, yeah, the losing streak's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. Although, uh, Cade Cunningham did something in this month that only one player before has done in his rookie season. Kate Cunningham in March averaged about 23 points per game, uh, six rebounds per game and seven assists per game in the Let's month of it. March. And the, he is Good one of two Michael rookies Jordan to do that. James. Um, in any month yeah. for the rookie season. Can you guess that other player? Noel, I think you already know, but Chris, doesn't. I do know the other player. Chris guess Was it Mr. Cunningham? one player in not in piston oh. in not in pistons history nice. nba it's michael jordan michael jordan <laughs> michael jordan and you know what chris do you know who won rookie of the month in the who? month of march it was not cade cunningham <laughs> so so <laughs> so the the guy who 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 who, who averaged who 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 had the same numbers in a month that, you know, Michael Jordan had in a, in a month, mm-hmm. um, um, did not win rookie of the year. Uh, and, uh, Corey, um, tell me how are, are people on the internet reacting rationally to this at all? Oh no, 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 not, no, of course not. No, they're not. No, 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 they're not, ta- they're not handling it very well. Jalen green, um, won it for the Western conference. And then I think Scotty Barnes, Won it for the East, um, both of which uh, it just it, it doesn't. Well, Jalen Green, I can understand because like he dropped like a forty-two point game in his last game of the year, and then he like like the last like I think eight, seven or eight games he had like thirty points or something. Um, but some of those some of those games were in April, so like ooh. <laughs> like how how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna match this. You know, um, and then honestly, I didn't even check Scotty Barnes' number because, like, if you're putting up 
numbers like we've seen all season long that are similar to LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And that's not an exaggeration, by the way. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. That is not. We've talked on this podcast how many how many times that, oh, Cade Cunningham did this, and only Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, and so-and-so. Like, Jerry, at least three. At least We've three done times. that at least three times. At three times. So, like, it's like, if you get it once, like, oh, okay. But we got it three times, and then for his grand finale, he did something in a month that only Michael Jordan did in the history of the NBA. In a rookie mm-hmm. in a rookie season, mm-hmm. maybe we should take notice. So here's my Basketball's thing: over. Um, he's not going to win rookie of the year. That's my hot take. He's not going to win it. It's yeah. Feel like we're leaning more and more that way, and it's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, because obviously, I just oh my goodness, I. The more I look at it, and I understand it's exciting, I get it, but I hate that it's exciting. Like, the fact that 10 teams in each league get a shot at the playoffs, like the play-in tournament, cool. Like, that's fine. But 10 teams. It's just so many. That's way too, 20 teams out of a 30-team league. That's not even at that point that's not even like the the best playing for the championship. That's just not the no. worst playing for the championship. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just I get it. I understand. It's exciting. It's cool. Who wouldn't want to go? If you're these lower seeds, who wouldn't want to go to a single game elimination postseason game? It baseball did it and they did it without totally um sacrificing the integrity of the game uh football is that anyway um and the nhl doesn't do it because the nhl is the most perfect playoff format ever and the most beautiful playoff tournament of all time so uh it's just too much it's just too much so i'm you know what cool i'm glad that the pistons are out right now they need some more talent on the roster even though Sadiq Bay, who, by the way, started 82 games this season, mm-hmm. started 82 games. That means he played in, in in an age where people play for three games. And, oh, I, I, load management, got to get out. Sadiq Bay played in all 82. I would love to see the NBA streak for, like, the Ironman streak for the NBA. I think that would be mm-hmm. really great. Um, <clears throat> because, hey, why not? Why not Sadiq Bay? What, what, do your thing, homie. Come on, man. Like, just just play every game ever and be a baller like you are because you're an absolute stud. Yeah. I mean, if he continues on this, might as well, right? Like, yeah. Just keep throwing him in there. And I think he was one of five players this year. Five in the entire league That's to play every single game. That's a huge upgrade from last season. Five. Huge. That is one starting lineup. Five. not even good it's just it just shows again the state of the nba five dudes played in every single game and i honestly couldn't name you the other four i don't even know their names couldn't tell you five dudes one of them being sadiq bay no 
I don't know. Is that a problem? I can't really articulate that. But I feel like if only five players in your entire league that play every single game, don't like that. Mm-mm. Like, can you imagine if in the NFL, it's a di- it's apples to oranges. I get it. Completely different. Um, but like, if two quarterbacks, two starting quarterbacks played every single game, we would be having a conversation about what's wrong with the quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we we would be having that conversation. Yeah. But that's not how it goes. Let's hold off. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know what you guys want to do with that information. Um, and I was and so I was I thinking we could start with NBA mock draft league. stuff, but I let's let's skip that for not. this week. I I we didn't I didn't get a good look into, you know, nice. some of the players and then we can take a deeper dive into Very nice. next week when we have less to talk about for the rest of the folks. Yeah. We did not. Mm-mm. No, nope. but we we were bottom four. So yes. we are in the lottery. Like, well into <clears throat> it. Which is exciting. Yeah. Which I think if we finish bottom four, the most we can drop would be... It would be... I can't do math. <laughs> three additional or three or two additional spots i don't know we'll have to look into that as well but we're going to win the lottery anyway because you we're going to win the lottery because cunningham isn't going to win rookie of the year so like oh we uh, just we got to give we got to help out detroit here they're not going to say that they can't say you're right they can't detroit the universe would collapse the universe would collapse if anybody said yeah let's help detroit out you're right because the red wings are going to win the draft lottery nope that's not going to happen either because um we're not allowed to have nice things for the last at all um, so what what lions news not a whole lot (laughs) it'd be a lot cooler (laughs) if you did the past week if i'm not mistaken besides what campbell said it would be cool that would be great. Also, there was a little like hard knocks teaser that we was will. out, and I'm like mm-hmm. super geeked about it. I, I'm so excited about that. It's the best thing ever. It was like a little like clip of um, of uh, Campbell yes. talking with um, players, and I just like I love it, Campbell. I really do. Yeah, you did. He just oh, he can't do I, anything wrong. I, it there was a teaser that came out. Wrong. I didn't I watch love it. That guy so much. Well, anyways, he can't do stuff wrong. I one of the I think one of the linebackers we signed, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I I sent that to the group. Yes, I did see that. I didn't know that was the hard knocks teaser. Okay. Yeah. Who was he talking mm-hmm. to? Let me go. Hundred percent. But yeah, that was a good video. Because I think it just kind of shows how invested Campbell is to uh, into his players, you know. Um, and I think I think you said it best is like you would nominate him for Dad of the Year, right? Um, and it was basically just Campbell and this player in mm-hmm. what looked like the Tigers' office hallway, just kind of standing and having a chat after what I'm assuming was a bigger team meeting. Uh, and Campbell was just like, "You belong here." Like, what are you going to do from this point on to make it better? Like, just, like, all of, like, the good coach things that you want somebody to say to you, 
Um, especially if you, are, I don't know if this is what the player was dealing with, but for me, if I'm standing in that position, I'm probably feeling a little bit like a, a tiny bit like an imposter and like, hmm, how did I make it here? And can I stay here? And so I'm sure Campbell saying those things was super reassuring, but it was super, that was really nice to see. Um, but Corey, I know that you said you had some other stuff. Yes. Um, other than that. But to, to piggyback off of that, um, Dan Campbell is Dan Campbell because we, we say something like that and he's like saying all like the good, like, oh, you belong here stuff. But it it's not like, it's not like this motivational speaker, like you belong here and you're right. He's you're not Chris ex- Farleying it. <laughs> no, he's like, Hey man, like I'm, you belong here. Like you're the, you're a dude. And like, you're just, you're just going to love it here, man. The culture, the, the, like, and you're going to, you're going to, you're going to want to be a part of this man. And like, all, like he's literally talking like Jeff Bridges from the big Lebowski. Like he is the mm-hmm. big Lebowski. Like in that's a softer what, voice. Like he was a, very quiet. I was actually kind of shocked that he wasn't like a little bit more excited. He was very like soft about it. Yes. Yes, and that is that is the game changer for Hard Knocks because this guy we are just gonna get we're gonna get so much. We got I think what we got to do when we're watching Hard Knocks and that's gonna be like our weekly update. We got to mm-hmm. have a Dan Campbell quote of the week. Like what Perfect. was the what was the funniest thing that this man because he is gonna he's gonna say something so outrageous. It's gonna he's gonna I'm say sure something so several. outrageous. It's gonna end up being like a TikTok like trend or something like that. Uh, the lot the Lions TikTok page is just gonna go bananas. <laughs> like th- that content is just gonna be absolutely obscene, just unheard of. Um, complete big heat daddy bender from from the Lions, except without <laughs> the vulgarity and language. Um, um, wow. Uh, but Dan Campbell also said something very interesting to to the Detroit Free Press, and I did find the quote. Um, it's this is it's from Fox Sports, but he in Fox Sports took it from a Free Press article. Uh, the NFL common wisdom suggests that the key to long term success is landing a top tier quarterback. But second year Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell doesn't agree with that narrative, as he shared his thoughts on the topic with reporters on Thursday. No, I don't think you need that, Campbell said, as reported by the Detroit Free Press. I think that those guys are ob- that, like that are obviously, they're special. And they certainly can give you a better chance. But no, I don't believe you have to have one of those guys to have sustained success. Interesting. So, so this quote tells me a few things. Number one, I guess maybe I wouldn't too, feel too great if I were Jared Goff. But also, like, I would have to imagine that the conversation has happened like, it's like, Jared, you're not Matt Stafford. That's kind of why you're here, sort of mm-hmm. a thing. But you, like, as long as you're the quarterback of this team, like, we're going to we're gonna rally behind you. You're going to lead this team. Like, in forever long, you are here. We are going to support you in that. And change our minds. Like, play in a way to get you to stay here. But until mm-hmm. that, we're going to blah, 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 blah. We don't need, we don't need to get into that. But like we had talked about last week, Noel, what got the Lions in trouble was the fact that everybody and their mom and their dead grandma knew the Lions were going to take Jeff Okuda at three in the Quintricia era. So if you're sitting there at two and and teams trade up to draft quarterbacks, I don't necessarily think a quote like that helps. 
maybe I'm being nitpicky, or maybe they are being a bit savvy. Um, I don't know, really know how, because there's other quotes saying that, you know, the position doesn't matter at two. Mm-mm. And we're going to go for whoever is the best Mm-mm. player that can help our team no. win. And that was an article no. talking about Kyle Hamilton and blah, blah, blah. No. All of that <laughs> Absolutely stuff. Absolutely not. I, the Detroit radio people, which sometimes I just despise, are talking about taking Jordan Davis, the uh, the defensive tackle um, from Georgia, who is like... Face. You better not compare Aaron <laughs> Donald. Well, they're, they're all... They're all like, oh, like everybody's like, like knocking him, and then the people are like, like, oh, everyone said that Aaron Donald was too small right, to be in this league, so and like, good. can we? Jordan oh, Davis um, and Aaron like Donald are pounds, if I'm not are completely no, I'm sorry. Five, Jordan Davis is a mountain of sorry, a man. That was, I looked that up the other day. Aaron Donald that is was, a walking I, muscle. Yeah. He is yeah. undersized, <laughs> quote unquote, but he makes up for that because he can bench press 500 pounds. Well, I'm just keeping track of this man's workout routine. Well, you have to yeah. because why he's so successful any one man so bench pressing 500 so pounds that is literally almost three of so me. Much to the point where he's literally oh, like I know it's impressive. Huge. I'm just saying it's funny. from Chris is like I'm up. You can't like, get underneath him. Like updates. that's the thing. He's gonna. Anyways, he's continue. Five ten, five eleven. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he's under six foot. If last time, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. Aaron Donald's under six foot. Don't quote me on this. Oh, I'm sorry. He's six one. How tall is he? He's six one. Okay. No way. A little, little couple inches taller. Oh, homeboy is uh, all muscle. All right, we're looking <laughs> this up. Uh, he weighs two eighty five. Okay. Yeah, he's a big boy. And how much does he weigh? Yeah, uh, Aaron Donald is 10% body fat as well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to give a, a Actually, that might be wrong because that article is old. T minus like two weeks and out if I'm not mistaken. sometimes... <sighs> I can't spell. Well, you can't read, so imagine the spelling comes. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> we are taking Thibodeau. Um. Yeah. Okay. Here's Corey my and I, or yeah, Corey and I did this last week. I but think we that didn't get he is the most talented pass rusher. Here. So feel free I to get I think Hutchinson now. is the better defensive player all around, and that Hutchinson and you don't can sound happy about that. lead a block and get the runner down way before the line of scrimmage. I would rather have Hutchinson. Originally, I wanted Thibodeau. I'd rather have Hutchinson. But we have, like, our secondaries. It's not that we have, like, like, Jeff Okuda is still a good pick. He didn't look good last year. We have a couple other corners, I'm not mistaken, who are rated so low in the league. I know, Corey, you don't agree with this. But here's my opinion as to why they do suck and their stats are terrible. They have so much time to throw the ball. Like, anybody, any corner is going to look bad. Any corner is going to look bad if you have three to four seconds to throw the ball. Like, you can't guard, you cannot guard a wide receiver for that long without losing coverage, losing space. 
That's why I think we are taking Thibodeau, and I'm not upset about it because I would we agree do that. need that pass rushing ability where you better get the ball off. Like, and it's those quick plays that our corners can then turn around. Like, I don't think, like, I think if we drafted a Kyle Hamilton, like, that would be great for the long term, but we do need, we need the pass rusher ability. I think if we did, I think, and let me rephrase this. I think getting a pass rusher, like a talented pass rusher, is going to fill the biggest gap. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sad about it. I think that's exactly what we talked about. Or at, mm-hmm. le- or at least I was expounding Pretty on close. last week. Um, mm-hmm. I I will say, I don't. Hutchinson is going number one Which, now, I think. Could you imagine um, what our run game would look the, like if we had Evan Neal? The Jaguars uh, <laughs> added additions to their offensive line via free agency. And for the longest no, we time, they were projected to take Evan Neal from Alabama with the number one pick. Desperate. Um, and now they're just going to take the best player available. Um, but I don't even think we need it. <laughs> like... We need, we do need a pass rusher because, and I would agree that I don't think our secondary is as bad yeah. as was advertised. Awarie had was up I'm there totally for the league lead that. in I'm interceptions. Totally we talked about that guy all the time, and Okuda is coming back. I heard some mumblings. Maybe they move him to the other safety spot via Will Harris, um, yep. or like next yeah. to Will Harris, and maybe yeah. I don't know. I I've got no clue, but still they can move, they too. can move some things around. They need um, a pass I, because they do like not if, have. If a good we're one. not taking, and we talked about that last week. So Tito, no, Chris, like, I agree with you. There's some people who but are like, oh, also, I, I don't hate. I that, think Kyle but Hamilton I think that Kyle might Hamilton be a sleeper. Would be my next not pick. a sleeper, like, but I, would, I think I would he probably could probably go take Thibodeau, as high as Kyle Hamilton, and then I would take some. I might reach for a quarterback at that point, but. Again, it's we're in a good spot at like oh well, okay, I'm actually gonna say it. we're not in a good spot at two. I actually hate that we're at two, but I think that we can still make a good draft out of it if we play our cards right. So I would be that's honestly that's exactly what I would do at this pick. I would yeah, that's what I would do. Yep. I want him to trade down. Yep. Get a third first round pick. I, I'd absolutely want him to trade down because then you can get then you can get Kyle Hamilton, who you've been rumored to get, and then I think there's other there's other edge rushers yeah. that well Oregon Oregon had their pro day have been in the conversation. Had, I saw I saw a mock draft the with entire uh, line I think a defensive end back office not, to that pro day. Not a uh, there was Davis like seven or eight guys from the Lions organization um, back office who were going to talk to Thibodeau. And if you can somehow get another top ten pick. But, so I, my opinion, like I, I don't know. I think I, I would if I had the choice, I would trade down. I would a hundred percent trade down. But then I'd probably look at Thibodeau, and then I'd probably look at uh, Kyle Hamilton, and kind of waste your value. As they should. But, hey, oh well. Maybe I'll do them a, a pull of more at cider. You know what I mean? We're not getting him. We're not getting him in the second. Let's get him now. So, oh well. Yeah. Go for it. 
<laughs> so excited. Maybe. Who knows? Oh boy, where do we start? Hey, you ready for my Chris transition? Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of Moritz Cider, <laughs> how about them Red Wings? Um, golly. Well, first off, we should. I mean, well, I'm Chris just, and I I'm shared so... a wonderful moment on Tuesday's game. Yes, please the just explain uh, to no, the people um, your so day, I, uh, the experience you had, the love you have for each other. I'm was sure they would sitting love down watching the game, and um, I Chris Radio Radio my Snapchat perfect. Corey, the game. I actually hate Chris. I'm here. I'm just kidding. Corey is also here. <laughs> I haven't seen Corey in a while, so I brought my wife and my buddy Steve, and I said, "I'm going to go see my buddy Corey. You're more than welcome to come if you'd like to." Um, and they did. And then, um, I found Corey and I bought him a fizzy drizzy and we hugged for a very long time and it was a beautiful moment. It was a really beautiful moment. And then Corey, I, for, this is a funny story afterwards. I went to use the bathroom and I was like, Oh, I'm going to get one of those Trulies. That sounds really good. I, I go to use the bathroom. I come out and she's still standing at the counter talking to this lady and she's telling me that the like the lady who was like giving her drinks was was going on a rant about good selfies she's taken of herself. And at this point, it's like we're into the second period, and I'm like, "All right, we'll take one of those." And she's like, looks at me, and she's like, "You're having what she's having." I'm like, "No, she's having that." And then the lady's like, "The lady's like, oh, but I'm talking about my selfies." And I was like, "Yeah, we paid for a hockey ticket." And we wanted you would like to use it, and I'm sure you're a nice lady. And she's like, mm, "Okay, whatever." And it, like, shoot, I swear to God, Meryl was like, "I was staying there for five <laughs> minutes listening to this lady talk about her selfies." It was crazy. Anyways, long story short, but <laughs> Corey's butt was juicy that day, and I had a hard time walking away. Thank you, thank you, Peach Wagon. This is, this life. is a family friendly podcast, but I'll let it slide. Such is love, I suppose. I suppose. Who's I may or exactly. may not have. Uh, exactly. um, However, I will um, say that game. In the goods that game. Well with, uh, you're missing out with a, that game. A, a young Chris groans behind. That game was such a such a so whoops whoops among us. Such a good game. <laughs> yeah. Um, me. It was fifty for one forty. 47 saves. About 47 saves. Really time. Time. But I was wrong on Aaron Daltz. Who knows? He saved a lot. He saved a lot of goals. Didn't the Delkovich we have like 60 saves? And no, that, that's way not too many. 60. Brad Marshall. I think it was like, it was I think it was like 42. Cheap shot it again. And I really wish that Giovanni Smith was there. Every game since I've been there, I wish G- every game I've watched is like, where's Giovanni? I want him back. Please, for love of God, nope. put him on. He should be healthy by now. Like, yeah, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Who? 47 saves. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> freaking crazy beans. Um, a microcosm of what that team could be once everything is clicking you know mm-hmm. you had 
You had Verana on the ice looking like Verana. You had Verana on the ice. We're going to get to there. Don't you worry. We're going to get to there. Um, he was looking great. Uh, Larkin, again, mm-hmm. scored, you know, leading the charge. Uh, and you just played You played hard. You played hard and you won a game at home. You're going to need to win those games against one of the top teams in the East. And the East, guys, is unbelievably stacked. There could be, I think, four or five teams that finish with 100 points. That means, I guess, it's top-heavy because you play a lot of teams in in your own conference. But still, like, just take a look at the Eastern Conference. The Florida Panthers are playing out-of-their-mind hockey right now. There's a game against Toronto. They or that Tuesday. There's a game. They were down four to one. They won the game. I think eight to seven. There's or currently eight to four. four teams with over a hundred with a hundred or over points. How and how close are the others? The others are uh, Tampa Bay is four points away. They're at ninety six. Pittsburgh is at ninety four. Boston is a wild card at ninety five, and Washington is a wild card at ninety. So wait, repeat that one more time because okay. I was just doing the math in my head. So Tampa Bay ninety-eight six. They're Tampa. gonna get it. Pittsburgh ninety-four. They Boston, will. Boston. They will get that as well. Boston in a wild card position at ninety-five, and Washington at yep. a wild card position in at ninety. I don't think Washington will get it. So of the add those three, what do we have? How many teams in the East that have a hundred points going into the playoffs? If we add those three to the already total? Yes. Seven. Seven? Seven at 100. Effing teams with 100 points or better in one yeah. conference. And yeah. the Florida effing Panthers yeah, are insane. the number one team. And the Western Our- Conference is its just Colorado right now at 100. Everybody else is 94 or below. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Calgary has 97, so they'll get 102. But still. <laughs> that is stupid that's insane that's insane (laughs) that is absolutely insane um but this is not a hockey podcast this is a detroit sports podcast we'll get back to that um great game from the red wings again a team playing at its full potential in that game and they were scrappy like they've been uh from the beginning of the year or at least like they were at the beginning of the year the the bright spots of the beginning season Red Wings to then just this horrible, horrible period that we experienced the past couple of months. And now we get a glimpse of what this team played mm-hmm. like in the beginning of the year. And honestly, I'd compare it to what I think the Tigers will play. I think the Tigers will play like first half Red Wings all season. What that means for postseason contention, I would think I'm still in the boat that they will be competing for a playoff spot within the last couple of weeks of, of the MLB regular season. But the Red Wings showing some semblance of life at the end of the year. We enjoy, and mm-hmm. it seems Absolutely. like, and it seems like Mort Sider has the Calder all but locked up now. Trevor Zegers is playing a desperation game, trying to score a Michigan goal every chance he can because he knows if he doesn't, he's not going to win the Calder anymore. But they're still fun. They're still so much fun to watch. Oh sure, sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, and then that whole aftermath of his most recent one was a mess. But, again, not a hockey podcast. Not a hockey podcast. But, um, all in all, a fun game against Boston. And then a 
I guess a not a heartbreaking loss, but a, a tough loss in overtime to Columbus on that Saturday, which was a great game. Came from behind. Vrana and Larkin both had great goals to put them back into the contention of that game. And then now we're just trying to. I have a question. I guess get play moral spoiler. victories. Yeah, play spoiler, whatever. I don't even think you can because everybody in the East is just Dylan Larkin. Up. Yeah, I guess that's true. Great talent, um, but great talent. Chris, best player. Just go on the team. Just, just go. The, he's Please defensive don't ability. He way he, the way he can get the team together. I'm not gonna. I will agree. What's your I question? What? Who is he on a line with? Lucas yep. Raven, who's, not a who's on track for the Calder, okay. and and Tyler Bertuzzi, who's one scrappy young lad. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Usually gets the first line defense most of the time. The way the rotation set up. Quick question. Um, who's Rana's line mates? I just wanted to... Go ahead. Anybody. This is an open conversation. Suter and Zadina. And Rana and Larkin. And I will. I would make a bet that if we look back from when Rana came back, that he has more points. Definitely more goals. But... He's on the third or second line, and Larkin is playing on the top line. I think that it is not only I, – I will admit it was stretching at first, but I think from what we have seen, I think it may be safe to say that Vrana is the best offensive player on the team. And, and I will extend an olive branch. I will shut up about it forever. Forever, I will shut up about it forever if I can get one of you to agree. And that is when I will shut up, is when that happens. If I can get one of you two to agree that Vrana is the best offensive player on the league. In the, on the league, in the team. I'm sorry. Best offensive player on the team. I will shut up about it forever. Offensive player. Off offensive player he's definitely the best goal scorer on the team that's like without question but i think he's the best offensive player oh easily what are you trying best to say are you trying player. to say offensive player or are you trying he's to say the goal best score offensive player on, he's the best offensive player of the team yes yes okay i would agree with you Yes. I would agree with you yes. with the best goal scorer goal i score. would agree with you i there. would agree with that as well 100% chris Yes. Chris, I'm going to give you some stats. 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 So, Jacob Vrana this year, right? So, you could look at his shooting percentage. <laughs> his shooting percentage right now is we do like that. absurd. It's it's 24%. 24% of the shots that he takes go in, go in the net. Okay? Um, cool. We like that. We like that. That's that's great. And what's even more encouraging in the small sample size that he had last year in Detroit, he was at twenty five percent in eleven Raymond, games. Tyler Bertuzzi, cool. Along with we like getting that. Static. Chris, Dylan Larkin. Okay, no. In sixty seven okay. games played, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Sixty eight points. Chris Dylan can, can Larkin you do the is math on the for me? first what, what line. Is that? What would Verona do if he had Lucas Raymond? And Tyler uh, no, I, that's not no, the no, question. No, 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 no. Do no, not. No. Do not. <laughs> I don't see how. I don't see how you can say that. 
and he would just score more. Like that's all would happen is he would get more opportunities. He would get he way wouldn't, more opportunities. I don't think it would change. I understand because but, because I, I understand because but I'm saying because Vrana is the goal against. scorer. Dylan Larkin has that's his Lucas job. Raymond and Tyler Bertuzzi. Vrana has Zadina, who's absolutely crapped the bed this this whole season. Jacob Vrana is a wing, Chris. He Larkin is, is not, a center. They play. Two, they have two different he roles. He was drafted. He was not what he is drafted for. Well, okay. Whoa, 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 time whoa, whoa, whoa. out. Time the heck out. Long enough to know that's that is not, not the question Long enough to know that he's putting puck in the net. <laughs> that is not the court, question. Like, one Zadina, times, by all accounts, for the last at least that's month an, and a half, probably stat. two to three. Like, a good defender, is, and he's a facilitator. How long has Verona been here? Thing. But don't worry. If you guys don't agree, don't worry. This will oh come up later. It will come up down the road. And there will come another time where Jacob, because I have such faith in Jacob Prada, sure. that he will continue to do what he's doing, and he'll continue to put yes, up these numbers. We're agreeing with on the, the goal third scorer question with Pius Suter and Philip Zadina, and he will keep putting up these big gargantuan <laughs> numbers. And someday, someday, I, I don't, I don't even want to hear that I'm right. That's not even what it is. I just think that it's it to me. It does not make any sense that like. Yeah, he's definitely the best offensive player on the team. Just because of what he's done. He's doing unassisted goals. He's 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 doing it all himself. Like, he's doing it all himself. He absolutely is. I, okay. But the majority of those goals were, like, the majority of those goals were not wide openers. Like, they weren't wide open. Netters. No, he's not. That's the thing, Chris. He's not. Zadina has assisted on those goals. A lot. Like, it's like, he's. he's Zadina has a I'm lot of assists. He's like the best player. For Verona specifically. The best player on the team. He, he, he's definitely the best player. But from an offensive standpoint, I would rather take Verona at this point. I know. Because he can. That's not the, the conversation we're better having. Than, better than Larkin can. Way better than Larkin can. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. He's the best. Well, he's definitely the best goal scorer, and I think that stat alone will put him as the best offensive player on the team. That's what I'm saying. And we'll, hey, you disagree? That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. So then, yes. So then, you'd argue that he's the best goal scorer. What do you mean? Who's a better offensive player? I haven't watched the Boston's all season, but from past performance, I would say David Pasternak. All right, let me ask you this question, Chris: Who's who's the who's the better offensive player, David Pasternak I do or have, Brad well, Marchand? I think that is the most notable trait about when it comes to offense. Who's the better if offensive you can put player? The puck in the net. Yeah. I, if you like, here's the thing: it doesn't matter how many, how like, if you can make an assist, if you can do this, if you can put the puck in the net, one so out you of have four times you have the, puck, the slant I think that towards makes you the best scoring. offensive player on the team. But that is just, again, my sure. humble opinion. Sure. And I think that putting this, not giving this to Vrana is slander. And that saying that Larkin's the best defensive player, I just can't see it. I can't see it over, over Vrana. But hey. Well, that kind of is what happens when you're the first line center. Like, it's kind of like it has to. I'm not saying he's not good. 
I'm not saying he's not good. The off the entire offense he's runs great. through Dylan Larkin. I understand. The he's entire Red Wings fills offense. A great, he fills a great position. He's the How do you think he got to the first? They they don't the just give away first line from centers. From an offensive standpoint. They, they, the they offensive don't, standpoint. They don't just do Jacob that. Jacob Brown puts the puck into that one out of every four times. And half of the time he's doing it by himself. This is like saying, well, here's my, here's how I think about it. And this is what I'll say to this. So, so your, your definition, I just want to get Would this you straight. Rather your definition of offense now. is strictly or, scoring goals. Would you goals. rather have someone who will slowly, strictly, slowly not the complete package, dives at you? I would rather take the dollar okay. every single time. It is it is a point on the board. I don't care how good of a pass that Dylan Larkin makes. The puck is in the net, and we have a point on the board. That is offense. That's <laughs> offense. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, well how how's about this? How's about this? I will give you I will give you back this okay. this Okay. Okay, Analogy. so you have you have let's mm-hmm. let's say we have this for a week. Okay? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can give you three dollars per week. Okay? Three dollars per week. Okay. Or every every, every week or I can give you two dollars. Not following. I'm gonna be honest. Every with you. week. No, I'm not following. And every day there isn't a goal or isn't a dollar. I'll give you the puck's in the net. Thirty like, cents. It's not like the puck's in the net. It's in the net. I'm not saying like. Oh yeah, Dylan Larkin, you can really <laughs> and now Chris's math brain is really going. Make the offense go great. Where's the puck? Not in the net. Where's the puck with Vrana? In the net. Point on the board. What? I don't understand. What else is offense besides putting the puck in the net? Puck's in the net. But here's what I'm trying to say. Is, and All right, here's, here's let, a fun let, stat. Let me, if let you me, break let me down how many, how many games Vrana has played and scored in versus how many assists Larkin has. So someone's got it. Rana has someone's more give goals someone's got to than yeah, Larkin you has assists. If you account for all the games that Larkin and Rana have played, percentage-wise, Rana is scoring more than Larkin is assisting. That's insane. Okay. 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 You know, this is this is a really bad argument for every single one of us because <laughs> no one's going to win this because you could simply here, – here, you could – no, 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 no. Listen to me, Chris. Listen to me, Chris. Listen to me. You could simply just use the argument of plus minus because plus minus at even strength yeah. factors in the uh, – factors in the goals no, you score. 
I absolutely as well, agree with you on uneven that. strength. And both Larkin and Verana have very bad plus minuses right now. They play for a bad team, so I get that. But they are <laughs> when they're on the ice, they are responsible for more goals against than they are for. And here, here's, here's not the other thing. Offense. Can either yes, of us absolutely. really lose this conversation? Because, <laughs> hold on. Okay, maybe your pride well, can. Well, because in Chris's mind, the best goal scorer is automatically the best offensive player absolutely. on your team. That's, that's what, this like, is what like, this like, argument like, is about. Because like, Here's the thing. Larkin has 30 assists. So when, when would the, the top that's goal not scorer not be the best offensive the player? When would that happen? Like, that's because not, that's because not you're saying it's not, but you are arguing in here for... But if Rana played the entire season and kept up to pace with scoring one goal every four shots, people would start talking about him. And they'd be like, holy cow, who is this Jacob Rana kid? This is absolutely insane. It's, and again, this is not this is not about, I want to specify, this is not about, I don't want to feel like I'm right. It's not about that. It's that, I don't know, how, it is not that. It is not that. It is that I cannot understand. Do you want to know why Larkin they're not doing the that? Best offensive player, but Rana is doing what he is doing. To me, it is just night and day. I think it's slander against Rana for what we've got for him. I think yes, it, it is. is. This it's is fully that. At a terrible place <laughs> no. in the lineup, oh on a gosh. terrible team, putting up amazing numbers. Like that to me, it's like it doesn't make sense. And like it's like yeah, Larkin's on the first line. He's he's he put up sixty points, seventy points this year. Uh, okay, cool. Like that's not. I'd say it's not a good thing. He's a great player. He's amazing. But we're taking a kid who we traded and got picks off of who is now scoring one goal on every four shots he takes. Like, that is insane. Like, that's nuts to me. So, it's okay. We'll have this. I'll, I'll, I'll lay low for a while. I'll lay low. He'll start. He'll spark up again. He'll he'll keep doing his thing. Maybe we'll forget if we see a full season about Vrana. We, we, can, we, can, we can take a look at this next year. That's okay. We can pack this in. That is all. That is all. That is all. No. Who? Rana? Even still what he's doing right now in his in his two seasons with Detroit. Which by the way are not full seasons. He's averaging under a point per game. Yes. He's averaging under a point per game. 18 goals. He's averaging under a point per game. I don't want credit. I don't want the credit. In 27 games played with the, the Detroit no, Red Wings, Jacob Verana has a total of 25 to me, this points. Is just such 18 sense. goals. I'll it's give him about, that. I'll give him all the credit. About, we need a matter. goal scorer. No, it's, yes, I'm Chris. I'm giving you the credit. I don't understand. Jacob Verana give him the rank of like best offensive player. Like that's what. Yes, you do. Makes sense to me. It's not about me being right. It's about we have a kid yes, who's on the third line putting up crazy, stupid goal scoring numbers. Okay. Second line, second line, on the Red Wings. Okay. Don't, you can't say that he's not on the, he was on the third line for a game. He is not on the third line. Yes, second line. A top, a, a top six forward, yes. 
You can't. You can't yeah. just have w- one line. You can't. Yeah. And how many of these goals have come on the power play? Ovechkin and I'm actually going to give you even more credit here because yeah. I think Verana's like five on five uh, goal so, numbers. So non power play Ovechkin goals is like one of the best in the league. Would you say we saw that stat a couple Ovechkin of times in the? I don't even know what it was. Like okay. Matthews. Why, and why is that? Huge numbers. Yes. Yes. Because they're different players. Because Alex Ovechkin may very well be the greatest goal scorer in the history of the NHL. You were not comparing two players, Chris. You cannot compare those two players. I rest my case. What are you doing? Alrighty, guys, it's been a great podcast. <laughs> you know that nobody can see this, <laughs> and they're all just listening to me talk in the midst of this silence, right? Okay. No. Oh my word! What are you doing? I asked Cor- Corey, "Why would why would oh, Alex that was be the dumbest visual joke you've ever made in your life?" Okay. How did you even rest your case? What point were you trying to make? Next to Alex, there was no. We talked in circles. Possibly in contention for the offensive special play, but you're talking to me like I'm nuts. Like that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. It's not even like okay. So you're saying that Jacob Vrana is at least number two. Okay. 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 I'm not talking to you like that's you're what nuts. I'm to, that's this, what we to are literally out. comparing the one. two. Best offensive players on the Detroit Red Wings to one another. But here's my question. What if we go a whole season? Yes. Why was was that? Who else would it be? Bertuzzi? I understand. I understand. Okay. If we go if we go a whole season then I think we have something incredibly special. I think we have something right. incredibly special. Hold on. Hold on. I want to do I want to do the math here. I want to do All the right. math. Do the math. Do I it quick. Do the math. For those of you who are confused, I'm going to explain what Chris just tried to do on a podcast. <laughs> the silence that I was talking through Chris took his phone put it on his couch next to him, actually took his phone case, I'm sorry, took his phone case and put it on the couch next to him and put a, a, like a blanket, time, a pillow, I don't know, something on Friday. over like the top of it. And, Steve, who is our and then said, I rest my case. One of our, like, ten, like, Because that's what we're dealing with right now. And uh, he shares that's my where same we're at concerns about when it comes season, to Jacob Vrana slander. In and this so, year of podcasting. You, I'm fighting for our boy. I'm fighting for our boy. <laughs> I think his greatness is being undermined. Mm-hmm. This isn't even slander. It's not slander. Nobody oh, is saying oh, anything oh, bad about our dear friend Jacob Rana. <laughs> we like that kid. Oh, okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. Let me ask you this question, Chris. Yes. You shut down Jacob Rana on the Detroit Red Yes. Ring. 
Gosh, what you just let, for the sake of argument, just follow a path. You shut down Jacob Vrana on the Detroit Red Wings. Do they lose well, games? Well, here's the thing. Dylan Larkin's not putting the puck in the net as good as Jacob Vrana. He wasn't Where there do for 90% they... of the season. That's how you Where do you lose games more? Goals. So if you shut down Jacob Vrana or if you shut down Dylan Larkin. You'll probably win the hockey game. But that's just my opinion. Um, again. Are you guys, like, here's my thing. Here's my question. Are you guys on the other end, like, there's no way that Dylan Larkin is, like, not the best offensive player on the team? Like, is that how you guys feel? Okay. 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 Yeah, yes. I think yeah. I think it's mostly I think it's mostly the small sample size. Sure. Because what what that. Vrana is doing right now? What if he keeps it up? He is shooting with the Red Wings, I think 10% better than he was ever shooting no, with the Washington point. Capitals. It's not my point. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And it's great. Mm-hmm. If he keeps it up then we'll have a different conversation. Yes. Yes, and Chris, to your point. Uh, well, I'm I'm oh giving gosh. you just own it. To to add to this, I did the math. Alexander Ovechkin is amazing. Has amazing. scored a goal in about sixty-two percent of his games in his career. In his career, Alexander Ovechkin has seven hundred and seventy-five goals. That is amazing. Okay. In 27 games with the Detroit Red Wings, Jacob Verona has a 66%. I'm letting you finish. Yes. I'm letting you finish. Right now. With a tiny sample size. With a tiny sample size. And right now. Right now. Okay, go ahead. Not no, including you his gotta time let at me, Washington. You gotta let me finish. You gotta let me finish. Right now, yes, he is shooting at a historic percentage. Mm-hmm. Hold, you didn't let me finish. Yes. If you were to take this sort of uh, variable percentage and this variable comparison with sample sizes. And you were to take it into the scientific realm and try to publish this scientific paper about this anomaly in nature, they would laugh at you and reject your thesis in 60 seconds. Let me then ask you this. Because your sample size is tiny compared to the other one. And also, Corey didn't even do the math for the time. No, no, no. Corey didn't even do the the math for the time he was in Washington where he wasn't doing all of that. No, but no, I'm not saying the math. I'm just asking you guys a question. If, since Vrana has been back, we don't look at anything else, and you look at Vrana, you look at Larkin, who would you say is a better offensive player? Okay, since Vrana's been back, I can do the math, sure. So, don't look at anything else from any other, don't look like no one existed before Jacob Vrana showed up this season. Who would you say the better offensive player is? Showed up, yes, and you look at both of them, 
You look at both of Wait, them. Wait, repeat the question. I'm sorry. I'm, I I'm saying small sample size because I under I, re I totally respect that argument that there's just not enough of Jacob Ron to actually say he's a bunch of other player. I understand that concern. <laughs> Since, so since Jacob Ron is showing up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Just one person, really. It's not either of you. I'm okay with it. But let me ask you this. He, I, But would you say, given just the sample size and nothing else. I feel like at this point you're just you fishing for us to agree with you. You just really want us to agree with you. <laughs> no. Corey. No. Corey. I'm not answering he scored, this question. He scored more goals. He scored more goals. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I would agree with you. No. I would agree with you. No. I still think the offense runs through Larkin. You would have bigger you'd have bigger problems if Dylan Larkin was out of the equation than Jacob Brana. Although I am I had this I had this I will agree. I had this argument with Jacob some Brana, with my baseball buddies about uh, I think it was batting average runs batted in and like WRC like what's the best run producing stat like who's the more valuable and it came down to like if that player scores runs he's a way better defensive player than Rana is I will I will shout that to the moon I will say that but if we take the sample size and just talk about offense and just talk about offense anybody. Anybody. It's a preference. Okay. It's so on the fence, right? Sure. It's so close. We're done. I can't. We, we've gone 20 minutes over what our average time is. We got to shut this down because we will be here for hours. Well, our Jacob it's Lark, a preference. Our Jacob it's a preference Rock. argument. It's, it is, it is solely a preference argument. It is, it is solely a preference argument because, because we're, we're talking about a finisher and a guy who can, who can produce all facets. So would you rather what have if, would you rather would you rather have a home run hitter or a well-balanced hitter? A hitter who can do everything. Well he isn't necessarily the best at every category, but because he can do everything well, he is considered an offensive threat. That is and that is what the Red Wings have been. If he was hitting more home runs, okay, then there you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. okay. You've fallen into my trap, sir, because even now, even now, Verona isn't matching that production. It's not even like, it's not even. That Dylan Larkin has. I'm not saying he's not averaging more points. Because you're simply you're simply talking about who has more goals, and Verona has more goals. He does. He's our first line center. But, but what's way better? I think the goals that Larkin's averaging more points per game. game is what has made us win games in the past couple of weeks. That games we should not have won, and I think that makes up for the assist or the one assist or the one goal that Larkin was a part of when Vrana's putting up two goals a game. Not as many. And most since he's since he's been back, Rana has usually done like I'm not saying Larkin does he puts up assists, he puts up that's fine. I get that. I'd like to see how but, many how many goals scored, Larkin scored in games game. that Verona has scored impressive. goals as well. 
and how it's, many assists. It's, it's taken us over and how, you know that for a fact? I don't know that. Brian found it twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Did you not? Oh. The game, the game that we went to on Tuesday, both Larkin and Verona found the back of the net. Wait, for Columbus? On Tuesday? Yeah, Columbus, he scored twice. No. Mm-mm. Boston. He found it, I think, on... That was last the game night, against... two nights ago? I don't even think he okay. scored twice. He scored once. He tied the game. He scored twice. I thought he scored earlier in the game, and then he had the tiebreaker. Player? Or, or okay. The tie. Okay. Yeah. That's all I needed to hear. So I needed to hear. Yes. If Jacob Verona continues this clip, I will. I will crown. I will. I will gladly crown him as the best offensive player. If he can. If he continues. If he continues to shoot at a. If he continues to shoot at a twenty-five percent, I don't think any. Let me. I'm going to look at Wayne Gretzky. I'm, I want to see what his shot percentage was. I'm. I'm doing it right now, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna be done. I love how the third thing that pops up when I search when I search Wayne Gretzky is is about his Does daughter. Does he have a hot daughter? That's wonderful. <laughs> Not really. That was more of a joke. It- I can look at the menu. Just, I just what, is, what was the different. finished phrase? He's. It was. I was being Maryland facetious sometimes... because everyone thinks he has a hot daughter. Oh, that's what I thought it was. I knew you were being facetious. I just wasn't understanding what his problem or what. Chris, that. you're taken, man. Out. You can't. You can't talk I totally about that. Disagree with that statement, but that's okay. Well, what the, the amount of times that the amount of times that Andrea has said that to me is hysterical. Do they not have his shooting percentage? Okay. Uh, I love uh, that there. While we okay. search for stats. Yeah, Wayne Wayne Gretzky Wayne Gretzky shot at a seventeen point six shooting percentage for throughout his entire career. And Alexander Ovechkin okay. has shot a okay. Has shot a twelve-eight okay. shooting percentage. Okay. If Jacob Verana can consistently shoot a twenty-five percent, then yes, I will crown. I will crown him as the greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah, I'm not confident that that can be. That's not sustainable, but we'll see. Time well spent. And on that note, <laughs> we should actually wrap this up. Yeah, we are a half hour over time. <laughs> And all of that was just Verona talk for the third time, fourth time on this podcast. Five stars. Anyways, thank you all so much for being here. We we love you all. We thank you for putting up with nonsense like this. I do. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on, I do, and I think it is a preference that we can pod. both. Both. I don't know. Go send maybe, Chris. And I'm open memes. to being. Wrong. I don't know. Go. I'm not rip saying I'm not. Uh, we love you all. Have a great rest of the day. I agree. Okay, that's all I need. Victim that's of all circumstance. I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need here. Oh my gosh. Okay. If he shoots at 25%, everyone. I will claim him as the greatest hockey player of all time. <laughs> to no. this career. Oh my gosh. I'm breaking his legs tonight. Goodbye, folks. <laughs>
this is gonna go on for another 20 minutes after i will claim him as the greatest hockey player of all time if he shoots a 25 percent clip i will do that i will do that if he shoots a 25 percent clip from here on to the end of his career i will claim him as the greatest i don't even care if he doesn't reach episode then he'll never then he'll never beat dylan larkin as the greatest offensive player ha you've lost yes i, I only care you've that. lost oh my gosh goodbye hey everybody this is noel thank you so much for listening to this episode of the cnc replay please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out and give us a follow on instagram and twitter at cnc sports pod we'll see you next week